uh, including my mom and dad. There were six of us in the 12 by 70 mobile home that we grew up in. Uh, just to give you a kind of a rundown front to back, my two brothers and I shared a bedroom up front, and then there was a, a kitchen, a living room. My sister, who was the only girl, got her own room. Um, not that I'm bitter about that. Um, <laughs> and then there was a bathroom with the laundry room, that, like in the same room. And then my parents had the back bedroom. <coughs> that's it. That's, that's all there was. Uh, as you can imagine, space was a premium, and so was time in the bathroom before school in the morning. Uh, I actually went to Erie recently and took a picture of the lot that that mobile home used to sit on. So where the basketball hoop now sets, the, the mobile home is long gone, was the patio that used to be where the steps were outside of our mobile home, which would have sat on the right of that. The yard is what's left of the patio. And I, I went and I looked at that and I thought, oh my goodness, that's like four mower widths or something. That's like really, really small. Uh, it was a long time ago and I, I was smaller then too. So it seemed bigger then. Uh, that bush that's in the front yard, I remember, that's like over my head now. I remember when that was planted and I used to run and jump over it on the way to the playground that was up the hill from where our mobile home sat. It was a long, long time ago. Uh, in our family, because space was such a minimum, uh, we had a pre-holiday tradition that was born out of necessity. Every year before Santa brought new stuff, we went through all of our old stuff and got rid of the things that we weren't using, didn't fit, uh, my brothers and I, there was three of us in that room, we had a clearly defined and well-guarded space in the one closet where we kept all of our stuff. There just wasn't room to keep a lot of stuff with six people in a mobile home with that little space. Through the years, I have found that the, the habit of not collecting and accumulating a lot of stuff has kind of stuck with me. I think uh, of all of our kids, my daughter Kelly is probably the best at not accumulating stuff. She regularly goes through her things, all except for maybe makeup. I'm not sure. <laughs> my wife Lisa will tell you that I throw things away too quickly. Uh, that's true. Uh, but there is a spiritual blessing holding on to things loosely and not accumulating treasures on earth. Those habits, which are really, really hard to guard for everyone, remind us that this world is not our eternal home. One day, like personally, after I'm gone, somebody else will shoot all of my guns. And they may not clean them after every use like I do. And I will come back and I will hunt them. <laughs> no, you, you don't get to do that. Um, but one day from heaven, all of us will look back on the stuff of this earth and it won't matter at all. Ladies, somebody else will wear all your shoes. They might not like the color as much as you do. It's just the way it is. Someday we're going to look back from eternity and none of that stuff will matter at all. God's purpose 
in life for us isn't just accumulating stuff. His plan is bigger, better. He, he wants something more significant from us. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 19 through 21, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desire, desires of your heart will also be. I want to make it clear that, that having things isn't bad. Uh, but I think what Jesus is saying in this scripture is the better investment with our time, resources, money, the better investment is storing up treasures in heaven instead of on earth because the earthly things are temporary. And the evidence of where our heart really is, I think Jesus is saying, is wherever the pile is at. So Jesus said, wherever your treasure is, wherever the pile's at, there the desire of your heart will be. Today, I kind of want to talk about holding on to the treasures of earth loosely and trying to keep that pile manageable, while at the same time holding on to treasure in heaven and God tightly and trying to increase the size of that pile as big as possible because God says it's a better investment. It's a great message to preach like right after Christmas, right? <laughs> when when we, we all just got a bunch of new stuff. I don't know why God this, does this to me, but that's what was on my heart this week. Uh, my purpose is not to make any of us feel bad about having stuff. That's not, that's not where I'm headed. But to hold those things, those blessings of God on this earth loosely and hold on to him tightly. So here's a principle I think we can pull out from Jesus' teaching. It's better to have less of what doesn't matter, treasure on earth, and more of what does, treasure in heaven. The challenge is everything in this world screams the opposite. The temptation is to want what we don't have, to want something new, to want something more, and it goes back all the way to the beginning of creation. The roots run deep. God created Adam and Eve and placed them in a garden with everything they needed and everything that they had, God himself said, was very, very good. They could eat from any tree in the entire garden except one. They didn't need the fruit from that one tree. God said that the fruit from that tree wasn't good for them, and the fruit from that one tree, if they ate it, had consequences. But what did they want? <laughs> the fruit from that one tree. And I think Jesus' warning to us is similar. He has given us so many blessings in this life, and they are good. Life is amazing, but he has also warned us about the pitfalls of storing up for ourselves treasures in this life. But there is always the temptation to want what we don't have and want more. A lot of people think that more is just always better, right? Having $1 is good, two is better. Having one vacation a year is good, two is better. 
Having one gun is good, ten is better. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, redneck preacher moment. Um, One year from my birthday, my grandmother made me not one, but two blueberry pies. I kid you not, I ate them both in one setting. I got so sick I did not throw up, but I prayed to Jesus that I could, and I did not. It was so miserable, and I learned an important truth. More is not always better. King Solomon said it like this in Ecclesiastes 4.6, Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. I I wish I would have read that verse ahead of time and applied it to pie, uh, because sometimes one piece is better. All serious, joking aside, you see Solomon's point? That second handful isn't worth it, depending on the cost. Sometimes God's plan requires us to lighten up and not be so attached to treasures on this earth so that we can live out his calling on our life. We have to trust him that treasure in heaven is better. And we have to trust him because we can't see it yet. We, we can't see all he has in store for us on the other side, but he's promising us that it's better. In, in Luke chapter 12, someone actually talks to Jesus. He kind of inserts... I, it, as you read it, it almost seems like he interrupted Jesus' teaching or something. But he said... Jesus, tell my brother to divide up my father's estate with me. And Jesus basically says, listen, I'm not going to get involved in that. But then he gives them this warning in verse 15. He says, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. What a profound statement of truth. My life, your life is not measured by how much we own. Moth and rust will consume it all. Treasure in heaven is better. I think sometimes in this life, we're, we're so worried about like climbing ladders and uh, chasing dreams that it hinders our ability to live out the plans of God. You and I, we, we all need to fight against this and ask God to work in our hearts so that we really truly desire storing up treasure in heaven where it matters most. So this morning, here's what I want to do. I want to talk about some practices, some habits to avoid getting too attached to the things of earth. And I want to share some ways that we can also store treasure in heaven. But a warning goes along with this. You, you don't get to heaven by doing those, these things. There are people in this world a lot of them live in Washington. In some, anyway, um, they live an absolute minimalist lifestyle, but for all the wrong reasons. It, it, you, you can't get to heaven. You don't go, get earn any points. God wants us to store up treasures in heaven. So these are suggestions to help kind of loosen our grip on the treasures of this earth. Number one, lighten up and throw some things away. Kelly, you and I are really good at that. Um, What? Throw some of the blessings of God away? Yep. 
I'm in favor of recycling and repurposing, but honestly, some of us have, most of us have, a lot of junk that we don't use anymore. It might be in a drawer, no pointing, no pointing. It might be in a drawer, it might be in a room, it might be in the garage. Uh, some of you may have built an extra shed just to contain it all. But we're not using it. Get rid of it. I- I'm not talking about tidying up or moving it to a new location. <laughs> I'm not suggesting you rent another storage shed to simplify your home. I'm talking about not owning it anymore. If you haven't used it or moved it in the last years, and I'm not talking about moving it out of the way, (laughs) Um, moved it or used it in the last year, you're probably not going to honestly look at what you've accumulated and ask questions like, why am I hanging on to this? Would anybody seriously even want this? If not, pitch it. Put it in the recycling bin, burn it. I don't care, but get rid of it. If it's something of value and you're not going to use it, and just this is a sidebar, if something has value and you're not going to use it, some of you might need a second opinion on that because you think, honey, I'm going to use that treadmill. If it has done nothing but hold clothes, and has not been turned on in two years, you are not going to use it. If you lean on the hoarder side of things, you may need a second opinion in this conversation. I'm just saying, be honest. If something has value and you're not going to use it, number two, lighten up and give some things away. Give it away, sell them, simplify. Earthly treasures can be addictive. Now, I'm... I'm telling you, for me, it's like guns and tools. I have to be vigilant because I always need one more. I always want one more. I can always use one more. There was a guy in the New Testament that Jesus made this suggestion to to give all of his stuff away, and I'm not suggesting you give all your stuff away. He was known as the rich young ruler, and he had a lot of stuff. But his problem was that his stuff had him. And Jesus said something to this one man he didn't say to anybody else. I think because Jesus knew he had a problem. And the rich young ruler seems like he knew he had a problem too. Because he came to Jesus, and I'm paraphrasing, he says, "Uh, something's not right. Like, I need to get right with God, and I need to know, like, How do you inherit eternal life? Because something like isn't working. Something's missing. How do I store up treasure in heaven? And Jesus said, you, (laughs) you need to go and sell all your possessions and give them to the poor. Follow me and then you will have treasure in heaven. And what Jesus was saying is you need to break the chains of addiction that are so strong in your life. You need to move your pile From earth to heaven, come follow me and you'll be good. Now, the problem was this guy was so into treasure on earth that even when his eternal life was at stake, he wasn't willing to part with it. I think regularly, annually, however you want to do that, giving some treasures away on this earth helps us keep our grip loose on the treasures of earth 
our focus on storing up treasure in heaven. Now, I, I want to make it clear that God is generous, and it is not wrong to have stuff, even, even nice stuff, but it's not good if our stuff has us. So if we place more value on stuff than on faithfulness to God, if we feel like our stuff defines us instead of our relationship with Jesus, if we don't honor God with the blessings that he gives us in this life, like tithing, I know that hurts. Sorry, not sorry. Um, Sometimes we try to fill voids in this life uh, on the inside with things that can't be filled with anything else but God himself. We sometimes hope that the earthly treasures will give us security or happiness or even control, but they can't deliver. We need to hold on to Jesus tightly and things loosely. Sometimes I think, and for those of you who may lean like more on the hoarder side, uh, I think there's some things that we tell ourselves of why we hold on to things. And one, I, I think we hold on to things because we think, you know what, someday, sometime, I might need that. And that's true. But we can also trust, if, if we haven't used it or moved it, we can also trust that God might meet that need one day if we have need for it in, in some other way. Why not give it away, bless somebody with it, store some treasure in heaven, and let it be a blessing to somebody else? Another reason I think we hold on to stuff is because of sentimental reasons. And honestly, I think that is a beautiful thing, especially if you are holding on to something old and using it instead of buying something new, I think that's amazing. But if you have drawers or rooms or a garage full of things that you're holding on to because you just can't let them go, because they're associated with a person or a memory, it might be time for an intervention in your life. Let me, let me give you a couple of ideas um, if you're sitting next to somebody, don't, don't elbow them. Number one, take a picture of the item so that you can remember it and the memories associated with it. Like print out the picture and like write down a story. Write, write, write about the person that that item is associated with. Tell your kids, keep a journal uh, put the picture in the journal so that you can look back through it. And after you have done one or both of those things, give it away if it has value. Sell it. Let somebody else make memories. In, in a way, it honors whatever that is even more because someone else can make memories with it and it's just sitting around your place collecting dust. Let it live on. Loving people blessing people is a way to store up treasure in heaven. So lighten up. Throw some stuff away. Give some stuff away. Keep the pile manageable. The third thing is lighten up by buying less. But Pastor Steve, Black Friday and like Cyber Monday and Christmas morning have come and gone and now it's everybody broke Sunday. I know, <laughs> but it's New Year's Eve Eve, and we can turn over a new leaf in 2019. 62% of Americans 
admit that they shop just to make themselves feel better, just to cheer themselves up. We, we buy stuff sometimes just to buy stuff, just to have a treasure on this earth, which we think, we hope, will meet some of those needs, and they don't. So what we're going to do is intentionally hold things loosely so that we can intentionally store up treasure in heaven. Look what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 6.17 and following. Teach those who are rich in this world, that's all of us, not to be proud or to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should, should be in God, who richly gives all of us, gives us all we need for our enjoyment, which means God blesses us with stuff and it's not wrong to have stuff. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life, i.e. salvation and true life here and now. This really comes down to trusting God who gives by his nature and modeling Christ-like, God-like behavior in this world. I really think that's where the key of storing up treasure in heaven is about. We get a glimpse of how this relates to, to people and money and things in the person of Zacchaeus. Remember the, the wee little man? When he felt the love and acceptance of God, his response was to give to the poor and give back what he had stolen in abundance. And Jesus said this, salvation has come to this man's house today. But storing up treasure in heaven just isn't about money. If you look at Paul's words to Timothy, it's also about being rich in good works. You, you can take, we can take any one another passage in scripture, I think, and in love, obey it and store up treasure in heaven. Forgiving one another, living at peace with one another, sharing the good news with someone, serving one another, worshiping with one another, ministering to the poor together. But doing so will require you to invest your heart, your life, your time, your money in loving people as God loves them. Love moves the place of your treasure and is evidence of our salvation. I, I don't often hear many like emotionally gathering stories or emotional getting stories. Nobody comes up to me and with tears in their eyes, says, Pastor Steve, I got a 96-inch TV for Christmas, and it's so special. I don't hear that. Uh, I don't, as much as I hate to admit it, I don't hear people talk about guns that way. Uh, maybe I would, but I don't know. But I can't tell you the number of people that have come up to me and lost it because at a time of their greatest need, somebody reached out maybe with a meal, maybe with a prayer, maybe made a, a, a bill payment that they couldn't make, maybe took their kids someplace where they just couldn't take a kid, it, or the number of people that in total joy shared with me how God used them 
at the right time to, to bless someone else. I hear emotional those stories all the time. I don't hear treasure in earth stories. I hear treasure in heaven stories. People in this congregation have done it. I know people here who have given cars away, helped somebody with a bill, taken a meal, shoveled the driveway, been a shoulder to cry on, a voice of encouragement. Lighten up. Give some things away. Throw some things away. Buy less. Hold tight to God and the treasures of heaven. Love people. Let love move your pile from this earth to heaven. Let's pray. So, Father, we ask you today that by the power of your Spirit, and I pray this for myself and everyone in this room, God, that, that you would help us let go of stuff that weighs us down and holds us back. Because, God, this whole world screams it at us all the time. Help us to hold on to things loosely, God, and hold on to you tightly. Not to feel guilty for the ways that you have blessed us, but, God, to be like you and be generous and have our hearts break for those who are in need. Help our stuff not to define us. And God, help us to believe that there's nothing out there that can take your place. There's not something more, there's not something better, God, than you. Help us to love like you and give like you. In this season of Christmas, we thank you for the best gift we have ever received. And Lord, as we receive you and remember the gift that you gave again, help us to continue to store up treasure in heaven. Help us to move our pile in love. This morning, as we're praying, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you don't know that he took your sin, your shame, your guilt to the cross for you and nailed it there and now promises a, a new life for you, I'm going to invite you to pray just a short, simple prayer and promise you that it will be the best gift that you have ever received. So in your heart, you can pray, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you, God, for being willing to give up your son so I can live. Would you come into my life, help me to love like you love and give like you gave? I want to store up treasure in heaven with this new life and not let anything get in the way of it. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.